Ashley Brock reading Nora Roberts' book, Holding the Dream, Chapter 15. This is so incredibly dumb. Naked Kate fidgeted and blew the bangs out of her eyes. I feel like an idiot. Leave your hair alone, Margot. I worked too hard on it to have you screw it up and stop gnawing on your lip. I hate wearing lipstick. Why won't you let me see my face? Kate craned her neck, but Margot's, Margot had draped the mirror in the wardrobe room. I look like a clown, don't I? You made me look like a clown. Actually, it's more like a $20 hooker, but it's such a nice look for you. Hold still, damn it, so I can get you into this thing. Suffering mightily, Kate lifted her arms as Margot hooked her into what seemed to be some instrument of medieval torture. Why are you doing this to me, Margot? I got the check for the Dippy String Trio, didn't I? I went along with truffles, even though they snuff out... They're snuffed out by pigs and hideously expensive. <laughs> Her face set like a general leading troops into battle. Margot just the buster. You agree to follow my guidance for your image tonight. The annual reception and charity auction in pretest is most most important event. Now stop bitching. Stop playing with my tits. Oh, I'd but. Oh, but I love them so. There, Margot sat back and nodded and said, I didn't have much work with, but keep it up, Miss D. Cupcake grumbled and looked down in Google. Jesus, where did they come from? <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? In the right harness, those puppies just rise. I have breasts. Stunned Kate patted the swell rising above black satin leaves. It cleavage. It's all a matter of proper positioning and making the most of what we have, even when it's next to nothing. This old Margot tossed her thin swatch of stretchy lace. Kate studied the guard about tugged it. You're kidding! I'm not putting it on for you. Marco petted the bulge under her sparkling silver tunic. At seven months and counting, bending over isn't as easy as it used to be. Feels like I'm in dress rehearsal for a porn flick. But after a struggle, Kate snapped the guard upon the place. It's a little hard to breathe. How's Margot? You better sit down to put them on. With her hands on her hips, Margot supervised the production. Not so fast, you'll snag. Those aren't your industrial strict patty hose. Rose beat a whole cape, flicked up. Do you have to watch me? Yes, where's Laura? Margot wondered and began to pace. We, she should be here. And if the musicians don't show up in the next ten minutes, they won't have time to set up before the guests start arriving. Everything will be fine. Stalling Kate smoothed her hose up her leg. You know, Margot, I really didn't think it would be best if I kept sort of a low profile tonight. With this cloud over my head, it makes things awkward. Chicken! Kate said to him, I am not a chicken, I'm a scandal. At la and last year, I was the scandal, Margaret shrugged Jordan. Maybe we can work something out so that Laura can fill the role next year. It's not funny. Nobody understands that better than I do. Margaret laid a hand on Kate's flushed cheek. Nobody understands how scared you are right now better than I do. I guess not. Comforted, Kate turned her face to Margot's palm. It's just that it's dragging on for so long. I keep expecting that Cusack character to show up and cart me off with chains. It's not enough that they can't prove I did it. If I can't prove I didn't, I'm not going to say you'll get through it. That's not enough either. But no one who knows you believes it. And then you say Byron had some sort of angle to work on. He didn't really explain. She moved her shoulder, tugged at the last strap on Lacey's belt. Just mumbled the equivalent of me not wearing my pretty head over it. I really hate that. I mean, like to play white night, Kate. It doesn't hurt to let them do that now and again. 
been weeks since Marty got the copies to us. I've gone to mow or all line by line, but see total. Well, we've all been busy, pretty busy, and I haven't been jolted out of sleep by the sound of bowhorns telling me they've got me surrounded. Don't worry. When that happens, we won't let them take you alive. They raid the shop tonight. We'll have Byron help you escape in one of the, his macho cars. <laughs> if he makes it at all, he had to fly down to L.A. this morning. I thought I told you he'll be back in time. He couldn't say for sure. Kate refused to pout over it. It doesn't matter. You're crazy about him. I am not. We have a very mature, mutually satisfying relationship. Distracted, she tugged on the strap again. How do these silly things work? God, let me. Huffy Margot knelt down and demonstrated how to hook the hose. I beg your pardon. Laura paused at the doorway. Stuck her tongue in cheek. I seem to be de troop. Perhaps there's something you two would like to share with me. Another comedian. Kate looked out at the top. Margo said again, Guys, now here's a scandal. Pregnant former sex symbol and suspected embezzler celebrate their alternate lifestyles. Can I, can I just get my camera? Laura asked. Done, Margo proclaimed. Then held up a hand. Stop snickering, Laura, and help me up. Sorry. As she hauled Margo to her feet, Laura's gaze followed Kate. Her friend was sitting in an elegant Queen Anne chair wearing a black bolster. With mate's matching lace garter belt and share black stocking. Why, Kate, you look so different. I have tits, she stated, and Marco gave them to me. What a friend's fool. You might want to finish dressing, unless that's your outfit for this evening. The musicians pulled up behind me. Terrific! Laura, it's the off the shoulder floor length bronze, Marco gestured vaguely as she started in the main show. I'll be back. Why does she think I need to be dressed? I've been dressing myself for several years now. <laughs> Let her fuss. Laura took the gown down that Margot had chosen. It helps keep her from being nervous about tonight. And Laura pursed her lips as she studied dress. She's got a hell of a night. This is going to look great on you. I hate all this. Sign lustfully. Kate stepped into the gown. I mean, it's okay for her. She loves it. And you. You're elegant and tinfoil. I've never been able to wear what you've got on. What is that, anyway? Ancient, Laura said, dismissing her smartly tailored copper tone evening gown. I'm getting one last wear out of it before I put it in the stock. There, all hooked in. Stand back. Let me see. I don't look stupid, do I? My arms are bad now. I mean, my biceps are sort of happening. I've been working on the delts, too. Morning shoulders are very attractive. <laughs> you look beautiful i don't really care but i don't like looking stupid okay okay we're right on schedule marco announced as she heard back in with one hand she supported her belly and tried to ignore the fact that the baby seemed determined to settle directly on her bladder she tilted her head took a long narrow eyed study on her creation and nodded good really good now a few finishing touches Oh, listen. Oh, Mommy, do I have to wear that exquisite jewel collar? Marco well, that she lifted from Oh, please, not those gorgeous earrings, too. Kate rolled her eyes as Marco decorated her. Can you imagine what she's going to do to that kid? The minute it pops out, she's going to have it swaddled in our money and accessories. Ungrateful brat. Marco took her purse and tumbled her out of her pocket and spritzed before Kate could obey. You know, I hate that. What? What else would I do? Turn around and drum roll, please. With a flourish, Margot tugged the draping off the mirror. Holy shit! Her mouth agape. Kate stared at the reflection. There was enough of Kate to recognize, she thought. Days, but where, where had those exotic eyes come from? In the un 
questionable erotic mouth, the figure, an actual figure draped in shining bronze that made all the exposed skin seem polished. She cleared her throat, turned, turning, I look good, she managed. A grilled cheese sandwich looks good, Margaret cracked. Baby, you look dangerous. I kind of do. Kate grinned and watched the siren's mouth move swaggily. Damn, I hope Byron gets here. Wait till he gets a load of me. <laughs> He's doing his best to get there. Trip to L.A. had been inconvenient but necessary. Under normal circumstances, he would arrange to make a full swing of it, spot-checking the hotels and resorts in Santa Barbara, San Diego, San Francisco. It was important, he knew, for the staff at every Templeton Hotel to feel that personal connection with the home base. Josh handled the facilities, the vineyards and orchids, the plants, and continued to spot-check the internal branches. But California was Byron's responsibility. He never took responsibility lightly, and there were still ruffled feathers to the smooth from Bid Peter Ridgeway's regime, which by all counts had been as cold as it had been efficient. He knew what was expected of him. The personal touch that Templeton was founded and thrived on. The memory for names and faces and details. <sighs> Even as he jetted with back Byron to dedicated a raft of memos to his assistant, fired off countless faxes, and continued one final meeting via airphone. Now he was home and late, but he anticipated that. With the finance of a long habit, he quickly fastened the studs on his tuxedo shirt. Maybe he should call Kate at the shop and tell her he was on his way. He glanced at his watch, told him the reception was in the second hour. She'd be busy. Would she miss him? He wanted her to. He wanted to imagine her looking toward the door whenever it opened and hoping. He wanted her to be thinking of him, wishing he were there so that they could share some comment of the observation about the other guests, the way couples always did. He looked forward to seeing that speculation in her eyes when she studied him, that look of hers that said so clearly, What are you doing here, DeWitt? What's going on between us and why? She would continually march along looking for the practical answer, the rational one, and he would cruise on the emotional. It made, he decided, as he adjusted his black tie for a good mix. He was willing to wait for her to come to the small. Same conclusion, at least for a little while. She needed to resolve this crisis with the whole ugly business behind her. He intended to help her, and he could wait for that before looking toward the future. When the phone beside the bed rang, he considered letting the machine take it. Family or work, he supposed, and neither of those could do without him for a couple hours. Then again, Sully was expecting her first grandchild, and... Oh, he snapped on the wit. He listened, questioned, verified, and with a grim smile on his face, hung up. It appeared he had stopped to make before the party. Kukusak was still at his desk. It was his wife's bridge night, and her turn to host the evening. For the sloppy meatball sandwich and lukewarm cream soda at his desk to the tiny lady treats being served at Chase Kusak. He definitely preferred the smell of stale coffee and the... Headachey ringing of phones and the incessant bickering and complaining of the colleagues to the clowing perfumes, the giggles and gossips of the ladies' bridge club. There was always paperwork to see. Though it have earned him sneers to admit it, he enjoyed paperwork and plowed through it like St. Bernard through a blizzard. Slow and steady, he liked the tangibility of it. Even the foolish, convoluted police speak so necessary to any official report. He made the adjustment to computers more smoothly than more many cops his age. To Kusak, a keyboard was a keyboard, and he used what he called the Bible method of taking. See, kidney shall fine all of his professional life. It never failed him. He was tapping on keys, grinning to himself as a letter popped down to his screen. When a man in a tuxedo entered, Detective Kusak. Yeah, Kusak sat back, skimming his cop eyes over the suit. No rental job, he deduced. Taylor made him very pricey. It ain't prom night, and you're too old. Anyhow, what can I do for you? 
I'm Byron DeWitt. I'm here regarding Catherine Powell. Cusack Drone had picked up his can of soda. I thought her lawyer's name was Timbleton. I'm not her lawyer. I'm her friend. Uh-huh. Well, friend, I can't discuss Miss Powell's business with anybody who walks in here, no matter how nice they dress. Kay didn't mention how gracious you were. May I make yourself at home? Cusack said sourly. He wanted the montantoni of his paperwork, not chit-chat with Prince Charming. Underpaid public servants are always at your disposal. It won't take long. I have new evidence that I believe weighs in Miss Powell's favor. Are you interested, Cusack, or shall I wait until you finish your dinner? Cusack ran his tongue around his teeth and eyed the second half of his meatballs. Information is always welcome, Mr. DeWitt, and I'm here to serve. At least until the bridge club clears out. What is it you think you have? Obtain copies of the documents in question. Did you? Cusick's bland eyes and Did you really? But now did you do that? Without breaking any laws, Detective, one of the copies were in my possession. I did what it seems to me in my muddled civilian capacity should have been done at the onset. I sent them to a handwriting expert. Leaning back, Cusick picked up what remained of his dinner, used his free hand motion Byron to continue. I just received my expert's report via phone. I had him fax it to me. Byron took the sheet out of his inside pocket, and unfolded it, and laid it on Cusack's deck. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, Cusack said with a mouth. Good man. Consider top in his field. Sir Johnson said Byron thought. He's been used for over a decade by both prosecutors and defense attorneys. Mostly for the defense. Rich defense, said Cusack. He caught the whiff of Templeton influence. Cost a goddamn fortune. It was very full schedule, Byron's odd, hence the delay in the report. Whatever is very detective, his reputation is unimpeachable. If you care to read his report, you'll see. Don't have to, I know what it says. Small of him, Cusack supposed, but it gave him a little lift to twerk a man who didn't appear to have an ounce of extra fat on his body and who wore a monkey suit and not. And not look like a fool. Byron folded his hands. Patience was and always had been his best weapon. Then you'd be, then you've been in contact with Mr. Fitzgerald on this matter. Nope. Cusack dug down a napkin and wiped his mouth. Got our own handwriting analysts. Got their final take in a couple weeks ago. Politely still trifle match. The signatures on the alternate forms are an exact match. Too exact. He added, for Byron Cusano, nobody writes their name the exact and precise same way every time. All the Dr. Forns had the same precise signature, stroke for stroke, loop for loop. Copies, likely tracies, tracings of Miss Powell's signature on the 11040. If you know that, why are you sitting here? This is a hell, this is hell for him. Yeah, I figured that. Trouble is, I got across all my T's, dot all my I's. That's the way things work around here. We've got a few lines of inquiry going here. That may be, Detective, but Miss Powell has a right to know the status of your investigation. As it happens, Mr. DeWitt, I'll finish up my report on the progress of the investigation right now. I'll see Mr. Biddle first thing in the morning and continue my investigation. You certainly don't believe Kate copied her own signature. You know, I believe she's smart enough to have done something just that clever. He balled up the napkin and two-pointed it into an overflowing west. Wastebasket. But I don't think she's stupid enough or greedy enough to have risked her job and her freedom for a pitifully 75 large. He rode his soldiers, which had grown stiff after an hour's at this. I don't believe she'd have risked it for any amount of money. Then you believe she's innocent? I know she's innocent. Cusack sighed a little. Just as good. Look, Miss. Look to wit. I've been doing this job a long time. I know how to look into people's backgrounds, their habits, their weaknesses. My take is that Miss Powell's weakness, if you want to call it that, was making a big splash of biddle. 
Now why is she going to jeopardize something she wants that much for a little playing around money? She doesn't gamble, she doesn't do drugs, doesn't sleep with the boss. She needs flash, she's got the Templeton pool to play in, but she doesn't. She puts in 60 hour weeks of middle and builds up her client list. That tells me she's hardworking and, amb and ambitious. You might have indicated to her that you believe her. It's not my job to see things she souls. And I've got my reasons for keeping her on the hot seat. Hard evidence is what makes or breaks a case in the real world. And gathering hard evidence takes time. Now, I appreciate you coming by with this. And buying the experts report. If it helps you, can tell Miss Powell that our department has no plans to charge her with anything. That's not enough. Byron said as much. It's a start. I've got 75000 to track now, Mr. DeWitt. Then we'll finish it. Seemed he would have to be satisfied with that. Byron slipped the report back in his pocket and I... He never believed she was guilty. I go into an investigation with an open mind. Maybe she did, maybe she didn't. If I took her statement, I knew she didn't. It's the nose. Bad smile, you didn't smell guilty? Laughing, he's like, stuck. No. There's that. You can say, I've got a nose for guilt. I meant her nose. I'm sorry. Bashing said, you lost me. Anybody who dives headfirst into third and busts their nose to stretch a double has guts and style. Somebody who wants to win that bad doesn't steal. Stealing's too easy, and this kind of stealing's too ordinary. Sliding into third. Byron murmured grimly. So that's how she did it. I never asked her. Because Cusack was grinning back, Byron already. Thanks for your time, detective. The crowd was thinning out by the time Byron arrived at the pretenses. Three hours late, he thought with a wits. The auction was obviously over, and only those lingering over their drinks or conversation were left. The fragrance of night jasmine blooming on the veranda mixed with the sense of perfume in wine. But Margot first, flirting with her husband. Even as the oratory was scanning for Margot, I'm sorry, I'm so late. You should be. She touched Patty Lipses. You completely missed the bidding. Now you'll have to come in next week and buy something very, very expensive. So at least I can do still. You look successful. When you bothered to look at me, she thought smothered again at the way you kept searching the room. You raised just over 50000 for Wednesday's child. Nothing makes me happier than raise money to help handicapped children. Josh wrapped his arms around her from the back, planting her joint hands protectively over her belly. It rippled under them thrillingly. She's trying not to look too gleeful over the number of requests to hold merchandise. It's a charity event, she said promptly enough. And boy, are we going to clean up next week. In fact, Kate's in the office, logging in all the holds. Uh, I'll go let her know I'm here. Actually, I... He broke off, torn. Josh was the lawyer, her lawyer. I don't know. I have to tell her first. Don't go anywhere. He started across the room just as Kate swung through the office door. There you are, she beamed at him. I thought you must have gotten stuck in LA. You didn't have to. She stopped because he was staring at her as if he'd had lobotomy on the trip home. What is it? He managed to close his mouth. Get his lungs working again. Okay. Who are you? And what have you done with Catherine, Catherine Powell? Boy, a guy doesn't see you for a few hours, and, oh, her face lit up as she tried to sophisticate her. I forgot, Margot did it. What do you think? From reverse to Margot, God bless you. He said fervently, then took his hand. What do I think? I think my heart stopped. <laughs> Kissed her finger, then wanting more. Her mouth. Wow. A little surprised by the dizzling depth of the kiss. She took a cautious step back. Look what a little gob. On the face and a push-up bra gets you. He gazed, shifted down. Is that what's under there? You're not going to believe what's under here. How long is it going to take me to find out? Amused by his reaction, she told him, was like, Well, big guy, if you play your cards right, we can't. Damn, 
He grabbed her hands. It's amazing how a sexy woman can shut a man's mind down. I have news for you. Fine, if you'd rather discuss current events than my underwear. Don't distract me. I'm just going from seeing Detective Cusack. It's why I'm so late. You want to see him? The excited flush drained out of her cheeks. He called you in. I'm sorry, Byron. There's no reason for you to be involved. No. <laughs> Gave her a little sick. Be quiet. I want to see him because we finally got the report I've been waiting for. The documents Marty Biddle gave me sent to a handwriting expert that Josh recommended. Handwriting expert? But you never told me. Josh never said anything. Where eyes could eat her. We wanted to wait until we had some results, and now we do. They were forgeries, Kate. Copies of your signature. Copies. Her hands began to tremble. He can prove it. He's one of the most respected people in his field in the country, but we didn't need him. Kusek had already verified the signatures. He knows their forgeries. He doesn't consider you a suspect, Kate. Apparently, he never really did. He believed me? <laughs> he got his expert's report shortly before I got mine. He's going to take the information in his progress report to Biddle in the morning. I can't take it in. That's all right. He pressed his lips to bro. Take your time. You believe me? She said gently. From the first day on the cliff, she didn't even know me, but you believe me. Yes, I did. He kissed her again as well. Must be that nose. Whose nose? I'll explain later. Come on. We're feeling Josh. Okay. Byron. Squeeze his arm. He went to see Cusack before you came here. Was that what you call a white knight sort of thing? Sounds like a trick question, he thought. It could be constructed in that manner. I thought so. Listen, I wouldn't want you to make it a habit, but thanks. Grateful and touched, she pressed her lips. His. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Because he didn't want her eyes swimming, but laughing, she used a fingertip over her beautifully bared shoulders. Does that mean I get to see your underwear? End of chapter 15.